Hello there, welcome to Local Sports Matters. This is episode one of the brand new sport podcast and I will be talking with various sporting people over the next, I don't know, how many ever weeks, how many months, how many years, who knows how this thing's going to play out. What we're talking about today is local sport, what local sport means to Scott Brown, who I'm talking to today. So welcome to the show, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mick. No worries. So we're going to cover your sporting life, essentially. So going way back to your junior days, we'll start from there, but the whole intent of what we're talking about is your time in local sport and how it's, well, enhanced your life, I guess, um, how it's helped you feel part of a community and, and, and that type of, type of feel. So where did local sport start from you? Where did your sporting journey start? For me, it was primary school in the 70s. Yep. Um, we, you know, you, you played you know, junior football on a Saturday morning before you went about the rest of your day. That was pretty much yep. it. Yep. Cool. So that was Aussie Rules? Yeah, yeah, Aussie Rules footy. Yep. So what do you remember about primary school days back then? Oh, I was the you know, short fat kid running around. I was rubbish. Right. Absolutely rubbish. But, you know, but did that matter though? Look, it didn't because, you know, it got me out of the house. It got me running around, burning off some steam. Yep. Um, even at under eights, under nines, under tens. Um, you know, you, you played with this group of lads for the whole season before you moved on. All right. Um, so you were starting, starting off in primary school. Yeah. So when did things start to change that you would play club sport? I think it came our, our senior primary year, our year seven year. Um, I don't know what it was about the club, the squad, but it, it clicked. Yeah. And we managed to go through the entire primary school season undefeated. Okay. And then we ended up entering ourselves in the, what was at that, that stage the Premier's Cup. It mm-hmm. was the, you know, the best senior primary school uh, team in the state. Yeah. Okay. So... In the end, we came down to the last two. Right. Um, grand final, was it? Grand final. Yeah. was played at, on Gillis Plains High School. Yeah. On the Oval against yep, yep. Marden, I think. And uh-huh. um, that was the first time we got touched up all season. Oh, really? Yeah. So I sort of missed out there. Right. So there was, there was even, what, at 12, 13, there was a sense of unfinished business, I guess. Yep. So, but still you got a taste of the big dance though, didn't you? Well, for a kid that was rubbish at sport and relatively less fit, it, yeah. was, it was pretty good to be a part of it. Yeah, cool. So was that a case where the guys you were playing with in the school team were playing club sport and then you made that decision then, same guys or different? No, there was a core from that senior primary team that went off to one particular amateur club and yep. went there and played. Yep. So yeah, we, we, we a core of us, a core of that squad headed over to Greenacres actually when they were playing junior footy. Right. So you've been associated with Greenacres since under Adam was a boy. Under tens, elevens, twelves, yeah, something like cool. that. Yeah, cool. Right, right. Because okay. I'm always interested in stories of longevity with one club because my personal story, I've moved around a fair bit. Yep. And 
uh, I've I've really haven't spent a lot of time at one club apart from umpires umpiring yep. and currently with the soccer club. Yeah. Um. So I, I really admire blokes that have been at one club for so long. Um. I did step away a few times, but yeah. Um. I think after after a few seasons, um, a couple of us went to play. Yep, uh, under 16. So back in the day, we had the amateur league playing under 13s, under 15s, mm-hmm. and the SAFA were playing 14s, 16s, and 18s. Right. Um, and, you know, again, I was the short, fat, slow bloke, and I wasn't that keen on stepping up to under 17. So I went and played in the SAFA. Yeah. Played for Athelstan for a few years. Okay. So where does cricket start in your journey? Cricket, I was pretty. Late at cricket. Okay. Um, we we played a bit of primary school cricket and I was rubbish. Uh-huh. Played a bit of high school cricket and I was rubbish. Um, I As a bowler, I couldn't hit the side of the barn and as a batter, I couldn't hit the ball. So it was, right. something was inherently not right. Okay. Um, and there were, there were multiple occasions where I was turned off the game. Right. So there was one carnival, we had two games, um, and I was named to bat at number six, and that was back in the day where you batted down to 11, you batted your overs, that was it, and if you didn't get a bat, 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 bad mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lost four wickets and I didn't get a bat. Right? Right. Yep. Four wickets, but you were batting at number six. Yep. So I didn't, didn't even get out there. Well, maybe it was right. three wickets, I can't. I was batting at six, so that was the important thing. Right. Um, so it came to the second game in the carnival that day. They turned the batting order upside down. We lost the same amount of wickets and didn't get a bat. So we played two oh. games of cricket and didn't get a bat. And yeah, I was right. just, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's probably why I don't mind the junior formats now that are a lot more inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. So um, a few stops and starts for me playing cricket. Yep. Um, when I was at uni... Um, had a mate that I was hanging around with that was playing cricket at Richmond, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there, um, had very little coaching, and I'm, what am I, 19. And I remember the first game, you know, opened the bowling in the, what was their F, F grade. Yep. Took a, took a couple of wickets in the top order and thought, yeah, this is okay. And then blokes came back from their end-of-season trip for the and um, right. barely got a bowl. Oh, okay. And I wasn't much of a batter. Yeah. And so, again, that turned me off. Yeah. It wasn't until I went to Melbourne for work for a couple of years after finishing uni and I came back to Adelaide. And that's the point where I went back out to play footy at Greenacres mm-hmm. and the seniors. Yep. And they had a cricket club that yep. played in the summer. Right. And so that was my first you know, real, real um, cricket club where I felt like I fed in. Yep. No worries, I'll just turn this that way and touch more to catch your, your yep. voice there. Um, with the Greenacres Cricket Club, did that turn into Paravista or how did that work? No, um, I I came in, I played a season of turf. At that time, Greenacres had two turf teams and two hard wicket teams and right. we were playing uh, where we're playing now Um Edward Smith Reserve and LJ Lewis Reserve, so we were playing you know, both grounds. Right. And um, 
two seasons later, later there, there was no one to run the club, and the club cricket club folded. Right. Um, one of the guys that we've been playing with the first season had moved out to Paravista Lutheran, mm-hmm. um, and so a core of us followed. So if that club's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Fair enough. And we that was 25 years ago. And have you been there ever since? You haven't missed a season? No. Cool. Oh, except for the time I retired before they coaxed me back out of retirement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know how many blokes I've talked to that have officially retired and they're still playing. Um, I think there's a whole league of blokes that have retired called the Veterans Cricket Association. I was just thinking the over 50s. (laughs) Yep. There's an over 60s and an over 70s. That's impressive. It really is. Um, there's they've just started an over fifty fives. So they've split the f- over fifties because there's starting to get too many of us. Believe wow. it or not, yeah. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. fantastic. So, tell us more about your journey through your your cricket because I think we've only just really started with Paravista. So Paravista, you know, came across uh, had a reasonably successful season in what was the A grade for the last year of Greenacres. Uh huh. Um. And so they threw me in the A grade. And I, I remember, okay, you're playing in the Church's Cricket League and this little bloke at the other end, just, he's short, stubby, and all he wants to do is get on the front foot. And I've gone, I really want to bounce him. But I didn't even know if you're allowed to do that. Yeah. And um, in the end I said, you know, stuff it. You know, otherwise he's just going to lean into everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the idea of the short ball, isn't it? And then, yeah, the short short ball came off the handle, ballooned up to the keeper, and that was my first wicket for the club. There you go. Yeah. So, um, spent a lot of time. Played mostly A grade that first season, uh, and it was pretty much the club, you know, sussing me out. But you know, we brought a core of players over, um, and there's there's a few. There's one that I'm still playing with today. We we started our time at Paris together, and. we're still playing together, which is pretty cool. Yep. Is that Brenton? It's Brenton. Yeah, cool. Big shout out to Brenton. Big shout out to Brenton. You know, we've played, you know, 200, 250 games together. So not all in the same team at the same time, but you know, 25 years at one club is pretty significant. Yeah, absolutely. So there would be some highlights in there, I would assume, Scott? There are highlights. Yeah. Um, for me... For me, initially, it was more about um, leading. The, once I worked out my craft, it took me yeah. four or five seasons to work out what I'm doing and mm-hmm. learning from some absolute legends around the club. And at that point, it was time for me to impart some of that wisdom, you know, mentor, build the confidence up of some of the young lads coming through. And that's something we value ourselves on yeah, still. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I ended up, you know, the A grade was always was traditionally strong. You know, I hit the club at the point where they've won eight A-grade premierships in a row. Yeah, right. Um, and unfortunately, picked his 12th man that first grand, that <sighs> last grand final, so I just yeah. missed out on being a part of that. But Yeah. Well, 12th um, man's still part of the team. Oh, the water was cold. The, the cordial was just right. Until yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the club asked, always asked me to lead the team that probably needs the most development. Right. So personally, the successes were around what can I do to contribute to these developing players? Yep. And 
Um, you know, yeah, there's a few, you know, B, B grade bowling trophies along the way. But to see some of these guys challenge themselves to play A grade, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yep, yep. <coughs> so um, have you got any stories of that in particular or? Um, the stories are, are more recent. Right. You know, since um, since I took over as president of the club. Yep. And, yeah. So how long have you been president for now? Uh, eight years now. Wow. And I've got to say as well, because I played out there with you for a couple of seasons, I reckon. Something like um, And I was getting back into umpiring as well at the same time. You know what my life's like. It's a little bit hectic here and there. That's right. <laughs> I think I was helping out the bees. I reckon. I had one A-grade game. Yep. Which was exactly like you um, said. I think I... Don't know if I bowled, yeah. And I was next into bat, and didn't get a bat. It can happen once. It can happen every now. Absolutely, and that was the exact thing that happened when I played my first veterans game. Yeah, I filled in for uni. Yeah, I touched the ball twice, didn't get a bowl. Was next into bat when we got the runs. Yeah, it happens. Um, yeah. and but I'm still an A grade player for Vista, which is cool. Um, absolutely. Uh, even though I got one game and didn't have a bat. So, uh, it's in the book. It is in the book, in there somewhere. Um, however, if you were looking back on your eight years, yeah, because when I was there as part of that eight years, there was essentially an A grade and a B grade, and sometimes we scratched to get the B grade. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not the case now. So, what would you call? Or how would you describe some of the growth of what's happened and your successes with with that with your role and the community of the cricket club? I think we look have to look at the history of the club. Yeah, you know, proud club, you know, twenty something premierships in Church's cricket. Yep, and five years ago, Church's cricket fell over. Yep, you know, the the clubs were leaving. The competition just isn't going to cut it with four teams anymore. Yeah, and so, um. There seemed to be a challenge to get people to play in that competition. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it was purely because it's church's competition, and we are, you know, as a society, we've been moving away from faith or having a a, a broader um, faith base mm-hmm. to pick from. Yep. Um, and you know, we yes, we were absolutely struggling to fill that second team, and you know, we're a club that as proud it had pride in its successes um, and always took ourselves seriously, always strived to be competitive and to do our best and try and be as disciplined as possible. But community attitudes have changed mm. and there are many different levels of commu- of cricket. Cricket is a, is a wonderful game where you can, you know, en- play entry-level Community cricket, you can play turf cricket, district, overage cricket, mm-hmm. underage cricket. Yep. You know, there is a game for you and your skill set yeah. somewhere. It really is. Yep. And we ha- and I think we had to acknowledge the fact that we are now a community cricket club. Yep. And there was a conscious decision to put fun first. There was a conscious decision to take pressure off success at all costs. Whether that some people feel that's an accurate reflection, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, that's for them to judge. That's not part of the assessment, I don't think. No. But we've put our club in a position where if you want a game, we will give you a game. We've put the club in a position that I would have rather you have some fun, mm-hmm. participate a bit. Everyone needs to participate. You know, So you're not that... that primary school kid that's batting at six that doesn't get a hit in two yeah. games. Yep, yep. Right? yep. It's important that people come. Yeah. And it's also important that anyone can come. Yep. We're not just picking our mate because he's, he's good at swinging a, a bat in the backyard. Yeah. No. If you want a game of cricket, you come and have it and you come and have it at Barra Vista. And that was, that was really important to us. Yep. Yeah, cool. So when the time came to move over, um, Church's Cricket is, was dying, was dead, I'd like to think we were the last club to leave. We shifted over to Para Districts. Yep. Para Districts offer a wider range of competition. Yep. Where they have, you know, traditional two-day cricket, two consecutive Saturdays. They have a limited overs competition that you get a result every week. Yep. We have underage competitions. There are women's competitions. Yep. And that provided an opportunity for us to attract more players and for the club to grow. Yes. And how has the club grown from those, the, from the one and a half teams, basically? We got to the point where fielding a second team, we were really comfortable. Yep. Senior team. Yep. And there were actually blokes that we had to sit out. So we promised that we we're going to give people a game if they want it. Yeah. And that included, you know, making it affordable. That included reducing any barriers at all. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yep. yes, we, if you need equipment, we'll give it, we'll, we've got equipment, right? Right. Um, make it as cheap as you can. No yep. excuses. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then we're now we're asking blokes to sit out. Yeah. So right. a couple of seasons ago, it's from a senior point of view, we rolled the dice and said, right, we're going to have a C grade. So two summers ago, we didn't just have a C grade, we had a D grade. So all these guys came out of the woods saying... We want to play cricket, but we are we admit that we've got some development to go. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm already over forty. Yep. I can't take it that seriously anymore. Yeah. Yep. Um, and miraculously, we got a D grade. That's two summers ago. Yep. So we went from, you know, five years ago struggling to get two teams up mm-hmm. to having four senior teams. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that was a pretty good year for the club. Yeah. Absolutely. We managed to secure three out of four premierships out of those. Yeah. Uh, that year. That would have been a big night at the club rooms? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So how how was the – obviously winning three out of four premierships is is significant within the community itself, but when you look back at that celebration, would you have said the celebration or, or, or how you were celebrating wasn't just the premierships but also – the growth, the bringing new guys and girls in to the community, <coughs> their, their wives, their partners, their kids, that type of thing as well? Yeah. I mean, we have to accept that community clubs are no longer um, the blokes come and play on Saturday and don't see anyone else. Yeah. Right? No, the families are willing to have to be a part of the community or there's no point. Yeah. Um, the most satisfying thing about that that day, you know, I was eligible for the C grade. The C grade didn't make it. Right. Um, so I'm down there watching the A grade. I yep. got the nibbles out and and a coke or two and and just watching it play. And I'm sitting there. I'm I absolutely on tender hooks trying to find out how the other club other teams are going. Yeah. Yep. 
um, because we've had guys around the club that have either not been given an opportunity at other clubs or have not actually had the opportunity to play when they wanted to. Yep. You know, and they are they're raw cricketers. And to see them develop over the years they've been at the club mm-hmm. and put themselves in a position to participate and contribute. Yeah. And are now premiership players for the club, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm thinking of one player in particular. He's not the only one. And that makes up part of that community spirit, I think. Um, how um, Have you got any particular stories that you want to tell regarding that? Like, a, um, I guess names aren't, and other clubs aren't the idea of what we're talking about, but um, I guess thinking about how one guy has developed or, or something that you've done as part of the community. Um, Look, we, we have to give credit to the, the committee at the club. Yeah. It's not my doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we've had players that really just need to simplify their game plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, as, as a bowler, you just have to put the ball on the spot here and let the batsman make their mistake. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you can reliably put the ball on a tin lid or on the t- on the handkerchief or wherever you want to put it. Yep. You know, the captain can set a field for that. Yeah. And the batsmen, and community cricket, the batsmen will make a mistake. Mm. To simplify their batting technique, right? You can't play a drive to the offside to save your life, so don't even try swinging at it. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Yep. So if it's outside off, leave it alone. Well, if it's good enough for Steve Waugh, he limited his risky shots. Yep. And his average increased to superstar level. Yeah. So yeah, you can work on those things, yeah. but work on your strengths. Yeah. And if you can, and if you're batting at number eleven, and you can stay out there, and not throw your wicket away, and the tenth wicket partnership makes 30, 40 runs, right? The team is better off for it. You've yeah. contributed. You may have made half a dozen yourself. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can be a part of a hundred and sixty run partnership and score thirty. You know what? That ain't no problem. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, to have these guys participate and contribute, yeah, is really important. So, it doesn't start and end with cricket, Scott. No, your sporting journey has diversified somewhat. Um, tell us a bit more about some of those other paths that you've journeyed down. Other sports? Oh wow! Um, played table tennis at high school for a year. Okay. Only for something different. Yep. Play a bit of basketball. Yep. I was rubbish at that too. Okay. Um, I know what you're leading to. You know, getting I got tapped on the shoulder at about 43 years of age and said, do you want to come and play soccer in the over 35s tomorrow? I mean, I've, I've never kicked a round ball in my life. So you had less than 24 hours notice? Pretty much. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, the guys were short, that's fine. The, what the lads were playing at the soccer club at the time and, you know, if I could understand um, how the game that they're playing works, then maybe I could help them out along the way. Um, so I remember walking into the shed, um, and the bloke that tapped me on the shoulder wasn't even there yet. Yeah, right. Thanks, cuz. <laughs> and um, 
I introduced myself, yeah, just call me Brownie. The only soccer I've played has ever been on the Xbox. That's it. It's just been on the Xbox. Yep. And they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can head up front because yep. you're too risky if you're going to defend. Absolutely. And yep. we caused absolute chaos. So were you running around like a headless chicken, I assume? Well, yeah, until the, you know, the endorphins wore off. <laughs> um, I, I remember that day I had a couple of shots on goal. They were terrible. Yeah. You know, centered a ball, drew a penalty. Um, yeah, it was chaotic, but it was enjoyable. And that's, that's the whole point, isn't it? So you, what, what did you take out of that? Did, how long were you there for? About a season and a half. Yeah. You know. So one overnight, oh, we're short tomorrow, turned into a season and a half. Oh, when I could play. I couldn't play every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. They, I'd always played footy. Yeah. And, you know, I was lucky enough to, to share a, a C-grade premiership and um, play with some pretty decent senior yep. uh, footballers at, at Greenacres. Yep. I thought it was lacking. That's what, they wanted me to, they wanted me to be the goalkeeper. Right. Because, you know, I'm used to grabbing the ball out of the air. Of course you are. Right? Yeah. And, No. No. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Playing footy, I was an inside mid or an outright defender. Right. I said, all the days I've played at full back, or the back pocket, no, I don't I don't want to be the goalkeeper. I want I want to get out the front end and kick some myself. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it took a while for me to accept the fact that that's probably where I should be. Yeah. 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 I think um, as, as a coach, finding where a player should play comes pretty quick. Yep. Getting that th- across to the player takes a lot more time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unless they, you know, they, they've been doing it early and they've had a shuffle around and then they realise they're better at somewhere than others. Yeah. Oh, it was a conscious decision. Yeah, right. You know, they, they picked up a couple of forwards that could actually kick goals. Yeah. Uh, or whether they came back to the team. I've got no idea if they've been around the club for 30 years. Yeah, right. Um, and they said, well, you better get in the midfield. And, you know, I changed directions three times and I was shagged. So it's like, yeah, yeah. no, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely had my chances to score and yeah. and I could, just couldn't pull it off. Right. But you saved them, though. Saved a few. Yeah. And that's yeah. the main thing. Well, that's the goalie's job, isn't it? Yeah. And every goal that you saved as a goalkeeper, you might as well have put it in the other end. I nearly, nearly kicked one as a goalkeeper. Yeah, right. From the kickoff. From yeah. the kickoff, yeah, you took the kickoff. Yeah, the ball was it was a three quarter size pitch. The balls, the winds blowing hundred mile an hour towards the far end, and the keeper at the other end's picked up his water bottle and have a drink. Oh, really? So I just let sail, and, and his the ball would have been twenty meters away, and he looked up, went, "Oh my god!" Dropped the bottle, bottle and caught the thing. If he yeah, wasn't paying right. attention, it probably would have gone in. Wow, that would have been a good goal. <laughs> Another story. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, with. I guess I'd like to go back to your footy days. So yep. you, you, we got as far as, I think, under... You didn't want to do under 17. No, so, yeah. Another break happened. And so went to Athelstan, play under 16s. Yep. Played in another final there. Okay. All right, play, um, and missed out on that one. Right. Um, so more unfinished business. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and went... Finished under 18s. Senior footy, I didn't jump into straight away. I was at yep. uni. Yep. Um, I was actually doing 
a bit of work around the Nord Footy Club, actually. Okay. As a trainer. Right. Um, back in the day. Okay. Did that for a few seasons while I was at uni. Yep. Um, and that's where my sat- it took my Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Yep. So what's your take out, what's your memories of, of that, like the type of community that you're with, the, the boys, the girls, the... Um, I, almost every group, every community sport group that you're involved in, whether it's under 15s at Greenacres, under 18s at Athelston, at the Nord Football Club, you know, you're you're a part of a unit, mm. um, and everybody in that unit has a role, just like in a cricket club. Everybody in that eleven has got a job to do on that day. Yep. If everyone does that job, the team has success. So you can't – it's not just the players, the 22 blokes that are running around the footy field or the you know, 14 blokes in your soccer squad. It's everybody. Yeah. Coaching, committee, um, whoever's selling the hot chips in the canteen or, more importantly, the village pies at Nordoval. Yeah. Um, every single one of those people contribute to that unit. Success. So yes. everyone has a job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's important to be a part of that unit. That is, everyone's doing their job. Yep. And they're indirectly supporting each other. Yeah. They, you know, as, as a footballer, the guy that hands you the towel when you get off the track is contributing to the unit. Yeah. And he's there to support. Yeah. Yeah. So... If we think about our everyday lives, work, and yeah. how how that rut evolves, right? So if we take sport out of the equation, yep, right, we have our home life, which yep. is cool. We do everything at work to support our family, yep, and the 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 routine of life can become quite repetitive. And by adding sport, community sport, to that routine, do you think that that's had a positive effect on your mental health? Absolutely. You you can have... I work in healthcare. Yep. And you can have an emotionally and physically draining week. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're in an environment where health professionals get abused. Yep. Um, you don't always have the resources that you want. Mm-hmm. And so to be, to be able to get out on a Saturday afternoon or a Wednesday night or whenever you're participating, you could, you're given an opportunity to be around people that are doing exactly the same thing as you. Yeah. They're having a debrief. Yep. They're taking their frustrations out. Yes. Which is um, really important. Playing cricket? Yep. It means that I'm going to challenge, the, as a bowler, I'm going to challenge the bloke at the other end, right? Yeah. Um, I had a habit of bowling relatively quick back in the day. Yep. Um, if I scare him a little bit, he's not concentrating on batting, never actually try and hit him. Yeah. But he didn't know that. Absolutely. Um, playing footy? Yep. You know, you're running around, again, with a bunch of blokes. Um, it is a contact sport. Yeah. 
right? And yeah. you, you don't have to be um, violent, but you are going to make body contact with people. Yes. And to be able to take your frustrations out on the footy field, you bump a bloke, push him over, um, beat him in a marking contest. Yeah. Um, he'll do the same to you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what gets you back up again. And then you get off, you get off the ground, yep. you, know, you and those 22 blokes or however many. Yeah, yeah. Um, you sit down and have a Coke and you can debrief. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think so, absolutely. So we're all about promoting mental health and yep. positive outcomes of community sport. Yep. But to really do that justice, we want to be able to get people in, right? Yep. So if you're listening to this podcast, obviously if you're in the local area looking for a game of cricket, Scott's about to give us a promotion for something – in, in his club that he wants to promote. But if you're thinking about signing up for a club, your local club, don't stop thinking about it and sign up because it, it has an opportunity for you to forget about your week, forget about all the things that are stressing you out and go out and have some fun with some new people in your life and, and meeting new people. Like we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for sport. Definitely not. You know, um, the amount of people in my life simply because of sport and the different sporting clubs and sports that I'm with, I couldn't tell you how many people. Um, so with that in mind, uh, what would you like to promote, Scott? I suppose the one thing we haven't quite touched on around the cricket club yes, is... Yeah, we entered we entered para districts. Yep, yep. And they had a junior program. Yes. And four four years ago now. Yep. We had some interest in starting a junior program. So thought, let's let's um, under twelves. We had some under sixteens that wanted to play. Yep. If they're a little bit young, that's okay. We give, give them a game. Mm. And so we opened up registrations for juniors four mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. Something the clubs never had. Right. Now, the church's competition can never get it off, off, off the ground. Yeah. And the first six that nominated were under 10. Wow. Okay. Not really so, ideal for under 16. So, well, under 12s are under 16. Yeah, yeah. So we've gone, okay, under 10s. Right. Under 12s and under mm-hmm. 16. So that first year we managed to get three teams up. Cool. Three junior teams. Um. From around the local community. Yep. You know, they were um, uh, sons or nephews of members. They were um, from a couple of schools nearby. Yep. Um, there was some from a local church group nearby. Yep. Um, and we just provided them the opportunity to play. Yeah, cool. We'll give you a shirt, give yep. you a cap. Yep. I think we, we managed to give the first 10 that registered a helmet. Cool. Because they were mandatory now. Of course. Um, we provided all the equipment. Yep. And I think for the younger grades, it cost them whatever their school sports voucher was. Wow. So it's cost them nothing. Yeah. That's too cool. Um, the following season, that turned into four, four teams. Under 10s, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s. That's the, is that the whole gamut? At 
Yeah, at this stage, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and then we had two under-10 teams. Wow. So the third year we had um, five junior teams and four senior teams at the club when five, six years earlier we were struggling to field a second team. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, one of the under-10 teams was a, was a bit short. Yep. Um, and one of the sisters was always there watching. Okay. And in the end, she's, and, if, and if the guys were short, she'd go out and field for them. Yeah. But why can't she play? Why can't she play? Absolutely. So even though she's a bit too old for under 10, she'd never picked up a bat before. Okay. Um, so we approached the, the association for a permit and yep. she finished the season off. Cool. All right. Yep. Um, the following season, that permit was probably wasn't going to come. No, not for another no. And then now she's playing with under 14 boys. Right. And so, so how many years younger is she than the 14-year-old boys? Uh, she would have been 12. Right. So she's okay. uh, too old. Yeah. Had to go play under 14. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she chose not to play. Right. And so we sat back as a group and said, look, there's a bit of unfinished business here. Yeah. The club's had their first female player. Yep. And she's not playing anymore. Yeah. Um, we need to put in a girls' team. Yeah. We're a club that said, if you want to play, we'll give you a game, but yep. we can't give her a game. Yeah. So this year, yes, we're rolling the dice on girls' competition. Right on. So the SACA run the, the, the SACA uh, Strikers Girls League, yep. Girls Cricket League, and yep. won't be long we'll be opening registrations for that. Cool. So what age group? Under 12s and under 15s are the, comp the age groups for the competition. Okay. Um, they get a coloured kit. Okay. So, so they, don't, they don't play in white. Yep. What, do they use a pink ball or... I think so. Right. I think so. Okay, cool. Um, on a Friday night, yep. um, they'll have all their equipment. They'll get a you know, shirt, cap, pants. Yep. Got to have navy pants. Yep. Um, and we will provide them the opportunity to play. Nice. So that's where we're going. So when, when people want to register, they will have a look at the show notes for a link. Um, we can put your phone number up in that as we, well. we can do something, yeah. You know, um, the, or, or I should say the appropriate phone number. I won't give out your phone number, Brownie. <laughs> it <laughs> might, might be the email account. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, but, no, we'll, we'll put people in the right direction. So if you know of somebody that wants a game in that particular age groups, yep. um, send the contact details through. So, yeah, have a look at the show notes and, yeah. See what we can do to help out. Yeah, look, we're, we're we're excited. Yeah, you know, and as I said, as a club that wants to support anyone in playing. Yep. Um, we've 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 missed out a bit here. We haven't quite yeah quite got there. So, um, clearly there's there's a position for it. Yep. If you look at what Cricket Australia are putting out, um, they are suggesting that there is a sixty five percent increase in in junior girls participation Australia wide. Yeah. Um, if you look around the clubs around us, there's not a lot of well, there's next to none. Right. There's next to no junior girls participation in clubs within six kilometres of us. Right. There's one club that's got a junior team. Okay. The Turf Club. Right. So all the community clubs within six kilometres of us 
and all but one turf club within six kilometres of us, they don't they don't have the girls team. Well, let's see if we can un- get that job done for you because within that radius, I'm sure there would be enough for two teams of girls that want to play cricket. Yeah. Surely. You'd hope um, so. Absolutely. The under-12s are seven aside. Okay. The under-15s are nine aside. Right. So it's and not so, even 11. So we, we don't – it's going to be much easier to get a squad together yeah, with absolutely. those numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the current under-10 boys program you know, is seven aside. Yep. Um, everyone bats for so many balls. Yep. Everyone bowls. Um, it's is that in the Nedjka competition? No, no, it's para districts. Para districts. So that's okay. So Nedjka is associated with turf, I think, or other clubs. You, yeah, there yeah. are two junior competitions. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, the North Northeastern Junior Competition they play on Sundays, and that didn't right. suit a lot of our right. initial junior playing group. Okay, yeah. right, right, yeah. cool. So yeah, Friday nights is better for them. Friday nights is a, not a bad time to play cricket too. Yeah, quietly the temperature's a little bit friendlier than definitely. Yeah, and is it twilight or does the light? Is there grounds with lights? It's twilight. Twilight, cool. So, so coloured clothing. It's, it's either the under tens have a, a a softer ball. Okay. Yep. So the yep. the PVC yeah. softer ball. Yep. Um, and so do the under twelve girls. Right. The under um twelve boys. And the under fifteen girls will have a yellow or bright pink right. ball. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so it's easy to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when the light starts fading. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, um, thanks for coming in, Brownie. You've been uh, well, guest number one. Guest number one on the on the new podcast, and rightfully so. Local sport matters. It matters. In all manners of life, I think, because it helps us deal with the everyday. But also, I think if you look at the way that the associations progress, the national teams are built out of local sport as well. So building a base flows upwards. Um, And with with that in mind... um, Thanks very much for coming in and being guest number one, Brownie. Fantastic. No worries, mate. My pleasure. Cool. That was Scott Brown talking all things local sport um, and local sport that matters. So if you look up the show notes, you'll know where to go to get uh, registrations for Para Vista Cricket Club. And I'd like to thank Scott again for coming in. Until next week or week after who knows we'll talk to you then cheers